Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into a ghost story on today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. A Ghost Story is a new A24 uh, Studios release. They have put this out. Uh, I think it actually was supposed to like be limited release a couple of weeks ago. It didn't come to a theater near me until uh, this past weekend. Uh, so I've only been able to see it now. <laughs> And I was really excited for it. I, I'd seen the previews and the trailers a couple of times, not overly exposed to it by any stretch. And the premise of Casey Affleck under this sheet as a ghost, uh, just kind of haunting... Uh, what it, appear, it appears to be that he's just haunting Rooney Mara's character, uh, to some degree. That was curious I, I didn't know what kind of a statement what kind of a symbol what kind of a message he or the movie was supposed to be i'm not the biggest david lowry fan of in the world you know i liked ain't them body saints but pete's dragon was pretty much a miss although i'm sure that that had a little bit more of a big studio influence than than ain't them body saints or a ghost story did uh, so David Lowry wrote and directed the film. Uh, as I mentioned, it stars Casey Affleck, Rooney Mara, and that's pretty much it. Uh, you might happen to glance a cameo appearance from Kesha, the artist, the musical artist, but for the most part, it's pretty much these two people uh, controlling the movie. One of them, Casey Affleck, you really don't get to see much of as he's under the sheet the whole time. And it turns out that Rooney Mara wasn't in the movie as much as I thought she was. Uh, sort of a small spoiler in that respect. So my understanding of the movie, and based on the trailers, this is what I went into the movie under the impression of. I thought I was going to see... I knew Casey Affleck was going to die. Uh, you know, that's pretty apparent. I didn't know how. And then I figured... He would just kind of, it would just be sort of juxtaposing his watchful presence over Rooney Mara as she presumably moved on with her life. I thought she was going to, you know, get past Casey Affleck. She was going to maybe find a new boyfriend or, or start a new family. And like, we were going to skip through time as she ultimately, you know, endured without him or maybe you know she didn't maybe she you know fell into a pit of despair or something like that I'm not sure but that's kind of the idea I thought it was and that I, that's I thought what I thought the whole idea was going to be and there is definitely that in this movie that is definitely a, a significant chunk of the movie but the a ghost story does something that the last time I remember feeling this way was your name and I've done a review episode for Your Name. I love that movie. I think it's incredible. And for me, like Your Name, the premise was body swapping. And then that movie just took that and went way further with it than you could have expected it to. And A Ghost Story does the same thing with, with Casey Affleck as a ghost. So uh, 
I'm not going to spoil exactly what I mean by that. Um, I will do a little bit of a spoiler section at the end of this episode to tell you what I really think and as far as that goes, but I was very pleased with the direction this film took um, into the second and third acts. This is an incredibly slow movie. Uh, there's not a lot of dialogue. I read an article that said that the screenplay, the script, was about 30 pages, and the movie's an hour and a half. And generally speaking, a page is equivalent to one minute of runtime. So, yeah, not a lot of dialogue. There's one pretty long and extensive dialogue scene in the middle, but outside of that, it's very sparse. There are a lot of lingering shots, a lot of long takes throughout the film. Uh, you, what, What's interesting is that as much as an observer as Casey Affleck is, the camera itself also becomes somewhat of an observer as well. You just kind of look, you know, there are a lot of moments where you just, all you see are Casey Affleck under the sheet and what he's sort of watching what he's looking at and what he's experiencing. And that I found to be... It, it starts out a little jarring. It, it seems to be... It doesn't seem to have a lot of momentum early on, but I think the, lo- the further into the film you get, the more those lingering shots really stick with you, really hold, hold you tight and kind of force into your head exactly what this movie is going for. And I think, you know, unlike some of the other films I've seen from David Lowry, A Ghost Story is incredibly successful at, for me at least, giving, giving, opening up to what it's about. And it's about, it's, it's, there's a lot of different ways to describe it. I don't know if I can describe it best without being in the spoiler section, but it's an incredibly depressing and sad movie. Um, it's about finality on some sense and sort of the, the circle of life in another sense. It's sh- trying to show just how long and arduous life after death can really be. You know, you see Casey Affleck he dies, he watches Rooney Mara, uh, and then like that segment of his time as a ghost passes us and more follows it. And for me, I'm immediately thinking like, well, he's a ghost now. Does he ever stop to think that there have been ghosts of other people watching him when he was alive at any point in his life? When he was a kid, was like a grandparent's ghost or a parent's ghost, you know, we don't really get any backstory on these characters. So I'm sure that like that's intentional so that we don't really dot send ourselves down a rabbit hole like that. But like that's an interesting concept because we find out in the movie he is not the only ghost in the world. You know, we don't follow any of these other ghosts, but he's not the only one walking around in a bedsheet. That's kind of a spoiler, too. Uh, I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in. Uh, it's not the only spoiler. I'm, I'm going to leave it in. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not a, it doesn't really ruin anything. So, 
to that effect, you know, I think the movie does a fantastic job of, for me at least, showing me why, you know, we think of the afterlife as this mysterious place, and there are a lot of people who think they know what it's about and what it entails and what happens once you get there. There are a lot of people who think there's nothing. There are a lot of people who live their lives a particular way because of what they think will come next. And while I don't think that this movie is particularly saying that there, that any of those uh, expectations or, or beliefs are necessarily wrong, it is posing that there's more to it than heaven. There's more to it than darkness. There's more to it than hell. And you're never quite sure if it's it, what's exactly keeping Casey Affleck here. Is he distraught over dying so young? Is it because he feels there's unfinished business? Is it because he hasn't accomplished what he needs to accomplish? Is there something he has to influence? Does he have to uh, impact somebody else's life in a particular way. What exactly is he staying here for as, as a ghost? And in the meantime, you're watching him watch Rooney Mara, and so she's going through all these emotions that are that are racking her body. You know, she does eat pie for approximately five minutes. I checked my my phone at the beginning and end of it it was a five minute scene no breaks she eats all the pie and she really goes to town it's harrowing it's incredibly sad and she's just filled with this pain and you know maybe she's guilty maybe there was something she did that led to the accident maybe he was angry maybe there was a fight they were in which is why he wasn't at home Maybe he ended up getting drunk. Maybe she was upset with him. You know, you can't, you don't know the actual story. You know, that's not part, that's not what the movie's about. It's not about why, it's about what is. And we, as this observer, as this viewer, are sort of locked out of the actual events. And we're just kind of picking up the pieces and trying to make as close to the actual picture as we possibly can. You know, we see moments between Affleck and Mara when they're alive. And, you know, there was some tension there. There wasn't, it wasn't a smooth relationship. They weren't a smooth couple insofar. You know, they were intending to move from this house that they're in uh, within a couple of days. Uh, Casey Affleck did not want to move. Remora did. And then we realize, we find out that, you know, this, that, and the other thing, they have history there or they have connections tying them to this building and as we kind of drag through you know Rooney Mara does finally you know pick up her life it seems like she does end up moving uh, that's kind of the last time you see her in the present you know there are definitely still flashback moments as Casey Affleck's character sort of revisits various memories that he still holds uh, so it was just it's, it's such a compelling 
idea, this notion that when you die, you can return. And like, that's not explained either. There's no, again, like I said, there's no why as to how he got back here or what kept him on earth as a ghost. But, you know, this notion that you come back, you're a ghost, no one sees you, no one interacts with you, but you're able to observe and feel for what's going on around you now that you're gone is... You know, a lot, I think a lot of people would be excited by that prospect. Like, yeah, I want to make sure that, you know, my loved ones, my family, my friends, I want to make sure they're okay. I want to make sure everything's good, even though I'm gone. You know, there might be people that depend on you and your passing could, could hurt, ruin, devastate their lives. And, you know, you might end up watching them for a period of time and like hoping that there will be some kind of savior some saving grace some joy to be found that they'll be able to continue but this movie kind of takes it the opposite way and it's more like no it's it's kind of approaching that that element of um of uh, of of someone who's immortal someone who outlives everyone else and you know we've seen that in other movies how you can't really, you know, someone who's ageless slowly just watches the people around them die and then finds new people and watches them die. Uh, movie, I'm trying to think of movies that I can remember where this happens. Uh, you can look at a movie like Spring, which came out a couple of years ago, uh, 2014, I believe. Um, you can look at... Um, Hmm. That that's the first one that comes to mind. I know I've seen it a couple of times before. And this movie has a has a great way of showing it and because it's so grounded in reality despite the fact that it's all about a ghost, it makes it feel more real, more realistic, more pertinent to the viewer, to the audience. You watch these various people in their lives and how time is an, a great equalizer in that sense. And I think I think it's just a lovely portrayal of how 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 infinite and finite everything is. You know, on the smaller scale, you know, my life is is relatively finite whereas you know, perhaps this house I'm living in is relatively is less relatively finite and this world we live on together is relatively infinite when compared to the finite length of time that I I'm going to be alive and that's not really a topic or an issue that a lot of people you know think about on a daily basis and I think this movie brings that to the forefront uh, and does it in a very poetic and brilliant way and so I love this movie I think it's incredible it is one of my favorite movies of the year currently number three uh, I give it a 93 which puts it a point behind Dunkirk a point ahead of the big sick 
And before we kind of go into the spoiler section, uh, just to kind of give those of you who haven't seen the movie an idea of what kind of impact this has on the Circle of Film Awards at the moment, if you haven't checked the website, which I'm sure most of, uh, some of you don't, uh, A Ghost Story jumps in nominated for six awards. Uh, it knocks out uh, Get Out from the Best Picture race and takes a slot there. It knocks out Get Out from the Best Director race uh, for Lowry and takes a slot there. It gets gives Rooney Mara a f- supporting female nod, uh, knocking out... Uh, Zoe Kazan from The Big Sick. It takes uh, a song nomination. Uh, there's a brilliant, fucking brilliant song in this movie uh, that I love. And as best as I can tell, it was mostly made for the movie and came out this year. So I'm including it for the moment. Uh, and that song pushes out... Um, the, the, the guilt trip song, Kiwi song, Kiwi, the one that, uh, uh, the woman in Ghostbusters, oh shoot, what's her name? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to figure it out. Not guilt. Well, well, not guilt trip. Oh my gosh, that's not even it. Rough night. That's not even close. Um, rough night. The actual movie I meant to say, and the person I was talking about was Kate McKinnon. She has a song in Rough Night that was previously nominated, but this took that spot. Anyway, uh. In addition, it uh, takes a a score spot from The Circle, which is finally removed from the spreadsheet as a Circle Film Award nomination, um, which which now leaves Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets as the lowest rated film currently nominated for a Circle of Film Award from 2017. It has a 48. And then finally, A Ghost Story is currently nominated for a Best Scene for the uh, Rooney Mara hiding scene which is very depressing and it replaces replaces baby drivers um, musical gunfight scene which is still a fantastic scene but a lot of good scenes in the last couple of weeks from atomic blonde Ghost Story, Dunkirk, War for Planet of the Apes, you know, a lot of great scenes have come out lately. So that's where A Ghost Story stands right now. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you're not going to join me for the spoiler section, um, head over to the website, circlefilm.com, or send any of your feedback to circlefilm at gmail.com. I appreciate all of your listenership. And now we enter spoilers. Any path so many worth exploring just one would be so boring and look what you're ignoring 
Alright, spoilers for a ghost story. Uh, we watch other families living in this house where Casey Affleck is stuck, which gives credence to the fact that, you know, he's just continuing to watch other people die. There is this sort of underlying notion, uh, idea that he's trying to pull a piece of paper that Rooney Mara's character stuck into the wall while they before she left the house. And you see him multiple times scratching at that spot in the plaster, trying to figure out what it said. He's, he's kind of obsessed with it. Uh, alter, also, uh, he continues to live at this house, you know, this family that moves in after Rooney Mara. Uh, he haunts them a little. He gets a little angry, uh, maybe because he wishes that Rooney Mara was still there and he doesn't want to watch these people anymore. Uh, it appears to be that one of the kids in the family actually sees him, which is interesting. You know, he's actually phys- interacting with physical objects. He's physically destroying things. And, you know, it's it's crazy to, I like, his, his sort of, the way he kind of impacts things from beyond the grave, from, from the super, in the super, the supernatural way, you know, if this movie is actually, you know, is about, sort of the time and how the longer you last, the more you're there, the more things you see, the more that dies, the more that passes around you, the sort of lonelier and lonelier you get. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see that he's actually capable of doing something. And now he doesn't do anything particularly productive in that sense, but we see later on he actually can see through one of the windows into the house next to theirs where there is another uh, bedsheet covered person waiting for someone and every time he sees this other ghost and they have a conversation I love it it's great the everything's closed captioned and they basically don't move and it's just like I asked you a question and I answered you but neither of us moved it's really funny I like that and so then, like, an- that family moves away, and then, like, a party or this, like, party happens, and, like, that- this is where that long extended piece of dialogue I was mentioning comes into play. There's this guy at the party who goes on and on and on about how there's no such thing as a legacy. You know, ultimately, everything's going to crumble and turn to ash, turn to dust. You know, whether it's something you wrote, whether it's a song, whether it's a play, whether it's a book a movie, all of these things will come and go, you know, whether they last for 10 years, 50 years, a thousand years, there is a finite number of amount of time. And, uh, you know, we see this guy and first of all, a super downer to have at your party. I don't think you want him there. He's not the liveliest of, of guests, but he makes a lot of interesting points and, you know, the sort of heat death of the universe kind of a kind of a way you know how significant are our lives and and I think like that gives Casey Affleck's ghost like kind of point time to pause and think well like what's the point of me still being here do I need to still be here and then a few a little more time passes this house gets demolished as well as the one next to it you see that ghost in the other house and they they make eye contact and the other ghost says I guess they're not coming or I don't think they're coming and then they collapse 
the sheet does not is not held up anymore, giving the impression that that ghost has finally passed on to whatever comes after the, being a ghost. It's the idea that once you give up your hope, you're not there anymore. You've 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 lost your ability to continue to to try and observe and fix and, and interact with the world. Meanwhile, Casey Affleck's ghost remains resolute. Like, no, I, I have faith that I, I something will change, something will happen, something will come to pass. And a big building gets built where their house was. You know, Casey Affleck kind of stalks this building and it's a office building. And eventually he goes to the roof and jumps off. Perhaps in an attempt to kill himself, as with the other ghost, you know, if he can't rationalize himself mentally to a point where he's able to let go of Rooney Mara's character, then he's going to kill himself a different way. And you doesn't think you would think that doesn't work. You know, why would a ghost committing suicide actually do anything? And to that point, it doesn't. <laughs> so the next scene is Casey Affleck still as a ghost in like settler settler times you know you've got whoever it is coming across the, the land and staking a claim to the exact spot where Casey Affleck stands it's this nice little family um, there's even a scene where the girl and the young girl in the family puts a note under a rock we don't get to see what that says he doesn't seem interested in it it's not the note he's looking for and then he come and then he you know he turns around and they've been attacked by native americans they're all dead he sits there he watches their corpses uh, deteriorate and crumble into bone into dust and that's agonizing like all this stuff like gosh it's so depressing i was practically crying throughout this whole movie i was trying to prevent myself from sobbing as best as i could but i couldn't completely every time and so keep more time passes and people come and people come until finally he gets back to the time where he and Rinimar are living in this house which is in which is crazy I, I don't it's weird and then when he dies again and he sees you know Rinimar, the impact on Rinimara he comes back as a ghost he sees the ghost so he the ghost has now gone through life once and comes back around and sees his ghost again. And this time, he is able to pull that piece of paper out. He's able to get it. We, the audience, have no idea what it says. And he pulls it out, he reads it, and all of a sudden, just like the second ghost, uh, the other ghost in the other house vanishes, completely vanishes. So in some somehow whatever is written on this note frees him of whatever's tying him to the world. Like you know, I don't because because he's a ghost before he realizes that there's a note, so he can't be waiting on that note specifically. There had to be something in that note that indicates that he is free, that he doesn't have to stay here anymore. Uh, so potentially it's something along the lines of how much she misses him, how much she he meant to her. Uh, that she still loves him, she'll always love him, something along those lines. That's kind of the first thing I thought of. Um, 
but I, I guess I, I don't really know, and I guess you wouldn't know without asking Lowry himself, probably. Um, it's interesting. It, it's a. It's kind of like. It's kind of like the the top in Inception. You know, you're never gonna really know what it means until you see it for yourself. Until you actually know, you see the next scene, you look at the paper on the ground, or or. You know, you get another 20 seconds to see if the top actually does fall. And so, just this this depressing movie of all this death and time surrounding him is really, really heart-wrenching, really heartbreaking. And yet, it's told in such a masterful way that you can't help but respect it. You know, the, the long takes, the lingering shots... Um, the composition, the song that permutates throughout the whole film, you know, there's a big scene where they play the actual song as he's playing it for her, and then, you know, that kind of melody kind of kind of ingratiates itself into the rest of the score, and it's it's haunting in a sense, you know, it's like he's still there, he's still even more omnipresent than the ghost itself. So, for me, you know, I love this movie. Um, one of my favorites of the year, uh, one of my favorites of all time, even you know, I, it's it's up there, really. And I, you know, I was not very high on David Lowry going into this film. Uh, I was really excited for the movie, though. So I'm now more excited. I, I'm interested to see where he goes after this. I think he's, you know, if he can kind of stay away from the big studio stuff, I think he might have a great career ahead of him. Um, and I know there, there's a couple of blind spots I've missed on his resume that I'd have to go back and check through, but this was a fantastic movie. Absolutely fantastic. And I hope more people can go to see it. It, it really... It's, a, it's a, definitely a big surprise for me this year. A ghost story. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, please send those to circleoffilm@gmail.com. If you want to know more about the podcast, about the spreadsheet, about the Circle of Film Awards, the scavenger hunt superlatives, or me, you can head over to circleoffilm.com. And finally, as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fails.